previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Who was it? I forget who it was that he had the dryer with it and everything. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, we don't need it at all. And I'm like, eh, I think I'm still going to do a spot check. Sorry, what that's just me. What happens if it like malfunctions and doesn't? Well, that's true too. You need to have some there just in case. But anyway, it's not Wait, time for another time. We got to let him catch up with the podcast yeah, first. Then sure. he can join Wait, in the conversation. Wait, I'm trying to catch up to you. You're telling me there's such thing as an ass dryer? to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. The reviews are in. Oh, boy. (laughs) Rup Sharma, episode 48. The shirt is a bit much. (laughs) Episode 178. I'd totally wear this shirt on the beach, on vacation, etc. I wouldn't wear the dress, though. I'd reveal too much body hair. All right. So, oh, man. Littles, thank you so much. We got a lot of those. We got a lot of comments on my shirt. I'm surprised, Chuck, that you posted it. Really? I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. You really do love me, don't you? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I was actually, I don't know, Eric posted somewhere that he was going to do a cartoon of it. So oh, that, that, that was That's the real reason. But no, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> We're just joking. Episode four, you do too much already. Mm-hmm. But I No, guess. Chuck, right. I'm impressed. But yeah, I did it. Yeah, we got some really funny good comments. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, but thank you for those. Yeah. And, and no, I think it was perfect. It wasn't a bit much at all. It's perfect. <laughs> it's a bit much, I think. Okay, if you're going to wear it out on the street today, sure. But if you're going to see Barbie, it's not too much at okay. all. Okay, was fine. It was a very nice gesture from Sid, all <laughs> yeah. for you, for your birthday. So I was happy to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm glad it's over. But no, <laughs> just kidding. I hung the shirt up. I didn't like throw Did it away. You? Yes, it's in my closet. We'll see. I might break it out no, for a special occasion. I it was folded up on the, on the bed. I just, I was doing laundry today. Ah. So I hung it up. Okay. Put it in the Make closet. Sure it doesn't get wrinkled. It's in I there. Steam it. Exactly. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> sad sad news. We have to. And I'm sh- I, I was kind of shocked that they didn't do this on the big show at all. But Bob Barker passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninety nine years old. Wow. Now there's obviously a lot of jokes in there about that. You know, he came the closest to one dollar without going over and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, from one one hundred. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was actually surprised, and I hope I didn't miss it because I heard the big show yesterday. And but I was in transit. I had a very busy right. day yesterday. Yeah, you did. Got a really cool phone call in the morning. You did. With a message. Yeah. And I'm an idiot because I didn't return the call. That's okay. I will return the call. I hope they still want to talk to me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> How's that for a tease, Littles? That's a big tease. Because it has to do with the Loyal Littles podcast. Yep, it's a big tease. It's a big tease. All right. Oh, we should play name, guess the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> guess the phone call. Whoever gets the closest wins It wasn't Michael or Carol. It wasn't Michael or Carol. Well, don't spoil it. And it definitely wasn't. Don't spoil it. Should we jump to that? Well, I want to get back to Bob Barker here. But yeah. So let's do that. I mean, I have a great... I think a great story, a Bob Barker story okay. that I'd love to share. I'm wondering if I shared it before on the podcast because, you know, I've been to The Price is Right. Right. Okay. Matter of fact, I think I'm a little bit of good luck for people who go to The Price is Right. Okay. Okay. Now, this brings back some really sad memories for me because my mom was a diehard fan. My mom would tape it, you know, depending on if it was digital, TiVo, whatever. And her and my dad would watch it religiously every night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They wouldn't watch it during the day because she was either like working or whatever, but they would watch it at night. They really enjoyed it together. My mom was a crazy diehard fan so much that she had plans. I don't know if you know this. They went on tour 
Did you know the Price is Right went on tour? No, I didn't. Okay, but so that, I'm not surprised. Right, they do this thing where, and it by, Wheel of Fortune does that too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They go from city to city. Now, mm-hmm. this was the time. This was after Drew had taken over for Bob oh, on the Price is Right. Okay, okay. but my mom. I'm kind of jumping stories here, but my mom was really excited. She even made a shirt, one of those like homemade shirts that, you know, pick me, you know, yeah, cause yeah. she got tickets. This is going to be a really downer. I'm sorry, littles. Mm-hmm. But what happened was it was supposed to be the week she passed away. Yeah. So she didn't get to go. Yeah. She was in the hospital. And so the tickets went to a couple friends of hers and they had a good time. Mm-hmm. And so they posted pictures of that, which oh, was really nice. Yeah. And I actually still have the shirt that my mom made. Yeah. So my goal was to someday to get back to the prices right. And yeah, wear, the, and wear shirt. the shirt. Maybe someday it could still happen. Mm-hmm. But back to Bob, okay? I have been on, well, multiple tours, but there's been three times, three times that I've been on a tour and people from the tour have gone to The Price is Right. Every one of them, Roxy, they've won the Showcase Showdown. <laughs> Every freaking time. Now, never me. No. I've you're only, never picked. I've only been there one time. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, so the first two, okay. they were just people... They happen to be going. Oh, I'm on the tour. I see. I wasn't I see. at the taping. Because I know the one where you were yeah, at the taping. Okay. So the last and third time's a him. charm, right? So I'm like, what? Roxy, you're spoiled. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spark <laughs> notes. I am probably already told this story, but there's probably a lot of new listeners too. But yeah, so what happened was I didn't get picked to go up, but one of our yeah. members of the ensemble from Miss Saigon mm-hmm. got to go. The whole cast was there. It was a crazy day. She gets up there. She wins her thing. I don't remember if she spun a dollar or not. doesn't matter. She gets to the showcase showdown. She wins the whole freaking thing. Okay. <laughs> and what was it? Oh, it was just a ton of stuff. Trip, car. Oh, cool. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. I forget what her initial prize was, to be honest. I'm going back 20 years. Yeah. It was about 2003, 2004. Okay. And so for those of you who have watched the show, when the person who wins the showcase showdown has family in the audience. They or rush. They, they yeah. rush. They go up on stage. Okay. Well. There's like 40 of us <laughs> in the studio because we're all with the cast yeah, and the crew and, yeah. you know, maybe not 40, at least 30. Yeah. <laughs> we just go crazy. They all just start crawling. I mean, climbing on top of this car that she won. Yeah. So the hosts put her in the car. Right, you know, it's all for right. the end. The credits are rolling. Sure. And they're climbing. I mean, these idiots they're like climbing on the hood <laughs> on the car and they're trying to like get them off they're like no 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 you don't really this is not her actual car yeah okay it's, it's a you know it's a demo you yeah, know or whatever sure. you know what i mean so that's all exciting and they got it under control but so they're all running up and climbing on the car and i look to stage right and there's bob barker standing there all by himself uh-huh Prime opportunity. Well, I felt bad for the guy. You know, he's like watching this all, and he's probably just staying the hell away from this yeah, madness. Not poor guy. He's okay. like, I'm out of that. But I was like, I got to go up and meet Bob. So I calmly walk over and I shake his hand and I say, hi, hi it's so nice to meet you. He's like, oh, hi, how nice. what's your name? You know, because this is all while the credits are rolling, you know, no the audience is applauding. No one can really hear what's going on. But I went over and all I could think of, I, this is going to sound horrible. But he looked really bad up close. The makeup mm-hmm. was just crazy. Oh, sure. Now, I did not realize how old he was. Right. Okay? Right. So now I'm doing the math. Yeah. He was 79 yeah. when I met him. Yeah. You know, 79 or yeah. 80. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. To be doing that kind of a schedule, because they tape like three, four, probably five shows a day sometimes. Right. You know, to still do that kind of a schedule sure. in his late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind, and I'm so glad I did it 
Because then, yeah. of course, then like five people followed suit and they're like, oh, I want to meet Bob. And I'm like, you guys go over on your car. Go play <laughs> with your car. But by then the credits had stopped. The show's over. You know, the taping's over. And so things started calming down and people all came over to talk to Bob. And it was just really cool to meet him. Yeah. And he's a legend. Yeah. I mean, that's I don't I can't, I'm trying to think of other I'm sure before our time there were others that were just as huge. And it depends on the game show. And, you know, right. Pat Sajak will be w one of them as yes. well and stuff yeah. like that. And Alex Trebek would be another one. And, you know, there's definitely the ones that are out there. But Bob Barker is definitely one of them. Sure. And uh, it was just it kind of I wouldn't say it was a gut punch or anything like that because I knew he was old and he's been retired for a while now. And sure. I just hope I don't know. I just hope he enjoyed the rest of his life because to think that he was doing that at 79 or 80 still. And yeah. he, it wasn't for probably four or five years. So he's probably like 85 when he retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. look, it, good long run kind of reminds me of Tony in a way, you know, mm -hmm. he probably just loved what he was doing so much Hopefully. that he's just going to keep doing it, Yeah. you know, until, sure. well, yeah, I can't imagine he needed the money. You know what I mean? No, I, I, you know, no. yeah. Anyway. So RIP Bob Barker. Did you have any stories about him? You knew who he was. I you mean, were watching during was. the day when you stayed home sick from school and stuff. Yeah. Or go to my grandparents' house. Did your grandma or your mom watch? Oh, my grandpa dad? watched. Mm -hmm. Grandpa watched a lot. He, he would make fun of the contestants. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all the time. It was great. Yep. Yeah, especially when they couldn't get the wheel around oh, or man. they couldn't make the putt. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was another thing. He was good a good times. golfer, apparently. You know, and Well, especially on the show. I know it's not mm -hmm. really putting, but he had this record of, oh. I forget how many shows in a row where he... Nice. Because he always demonstrates. Yeah, and yeah. And he would always putt the ball in, yeah. So anyway, well, RIP Bob Barker. I'm glad we got to just talk about him a little bit and yep. I got to share my story because sure. it was a lot of fun, you know, and to actually yeah, get and to meet him. Meaningful and meaningful to you and your Yeah. Moms. So speaking of TV, though, there was a post online. Dina Damascus uh -huh. posted something that she, I hope this is okay. I'm, she posted online. So I'm like, hey, it's all fair game, right? But anyway, <laughs> she, she bought, I think, an iPad. Uh -huh. So she, like when I got my laptop, you get three months free of Apple TV. Yep. So she was asking for suggestions. Yes. So, of course, people are saying Ted Lasso. Shrinking. And shrinking, uh, that too. But There were a few others as yeah, well. Yeah, there were a few others, but mm -hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head that we've kind of watched. Not many, because mm -hmm. I've was i been trying to cancel, and I just keep forgetting until the day I get the thing on my phone that says, the you've bill. just renewed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so right. we just found, a, well, you found a new show, kind of. Yeah, I forgot it was on Apple TV, but it's... Uh, it's called The Last Thing He Told Me. Yes. Now, with when Jennifer I Gardner. Jennifer Gardner. Now, that's the big deal because uh -huh. Sid would be going crazy right now if yeah. she was here. Yeah. She's a big Jennifer Gardner fan. Yes. And she works out at your studio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've met her a few times. A few times, Really yeah. nice. You've taken really, her class, really right? Nice. Oh, no, she doesn't oh, teach. Oh, she doesn't teach. That's no, Sutton. Take, er, but she takes class. She'll take... When she's in town, she'll take maybe... A box class, but then she does private trainings. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, she'll do gotcha. her private trainings, and sure. we do those via Zoom, right? As well. I have not trained her, but I've met her. Yeah, and she's very nice. Yeah. Um. So she's the star of this. She is the star. The of The last this thing he told show, me. It's called yes. on Apple. How many? What are we going to give it? Stars? We don't really. What I are, thought it was. We're very coming up good. to Halloween, right? Soon? No, that's a couple months away. <laughs> so say we could give it pumpkins. Pumpkins. No, <laughs> remember we see the trees and stuff. No, I'm just curious because here's the thing: we put on an episode just to see what it was about. And it was, what, eight episodes? Yeah, the next thing we knew. It we was finished the whole thing in one night. 2.30 It was a very morning. odd, well, but it was a very odd, it reminded me of when we did Cobra Kai, because it was yeah. a very odd evening where we started watching TV like around 6.37, it was early. Mm -hmm. And next thing we know, we're on episode eight at like 2.30 in the like, morning. well, we got to finish it. Yeah. So but they were, they were not 
long episodes. I think they no. were like 40 minutes. Yeah, they were like four. Well, they varied. Some yeah. were 45, some were 36. You yeah, know, it just, it right, varied. right. But I enjoyed it. I I don't think there's going to be a second. I think I, at the very beginning, I said, oh, this kind of reminds me of Ozarks. Yes. And you were like, no, no it no. is not. And I kept watching. I'm like, you're right. It's not because I can watch this and not freak out. Okay, but it's not nearly as good as Ozark. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, For I, my, but you haven't seen Ozark. so I've seen enough of Ozark. No, you've seen like two episodes of Ozark. I've seen enough. That's not enough. Enough? It's, <laughs> it's so enough with the enough. But I mean, it's the the mystery of what happened. Why? Yeah. It, yeah. Why is this happening? And you're like, oh, no. It allowed my brain to go and my imagination to go to places that I could allow it to go without physically seeing something going on. Right. To no, figure it's, it, it out. Was good. So we would recommend it, right? I would recommend yeah. it. Yeah. So Dina, mm-hmm. there's another one or anyone who's doing Apple TV, we'd yep, recommend the that. The last thing he told me. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Okay. We got a lot it's to get time. into today. We've got double trouble today. Double trouble. That's all we're gonna say. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Tony Beeson, and I'm banging keys randomly while I listen to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. in this episode by the Pat McGee Band, and this song is called Rebecca. Now, if you like what you hear, you just need to stay tuned because Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Two for Tuesday. Ooh. You can do that, right? We did that once before. We did. But we're doing something a little different this time. Yeah. We have two for Tuesday, but we're going to do them at the same time. Hey. All right. This should be fun. Please welcome to the podcast, Tim Reed and Pat McGee. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Fantastic. All right, so we have Tim and Pat with us. Yes. Now, Littles, bear with us. This is the first time we've ever done this. This is a Loyal Littles podcast now, first. Well, we did have Tim Wildsmith and his lovely wife, Becca, Becca right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she jumped on halfway through. So we've yeah. kind of dealt with this, but not really. So we're going to get to the bottom of it. Now, Tim and Pat, you're both Loyal Littles. So let's meet you both. Uh, why don't we start with Tim? Take us back. Introduce yourself real quick to the Loyal Littles out there. Okay. Grew up in Florida. And uh, that will play a key part in some of the things we talk about today. I ended up starting my life out in the radio business. So radio personality on rock radio for a bit before I transitioned into all things the Air Force. Had a long Air Force career, which, by the way, during that period of time, got to meet Pat McGee along the way. 
another great story. And when I got out of the Air Force, ended up in the Washington, D.C. area, started a consulting business, ended up having a little run-in with skin cancer that I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes, and did some great things with Pat McGee as a result of that experience. So that's the quick little version. Okay, great. All right, Pat, take it away quick. Pat McGee, I am from Annandale, Alexandria, Virginia area. I've been living in Rhode Island since 2001. Started the Pat McGee Band out of Richmond, Virginia in 1995-ish. Kornheiser name was synonymous with the post growing up and then following him on PTI and the podcast now. But we'll get into how I got sort of into the podcast, which was music business brings you the strangest things ever. It's the ultimate and you don't know what your day is going to be like every day. It's not the most stable job in the world, but it's very eye-opening. And so I've been uh, working with Tim on We Rock Cancer, and we can get into that as well. And I'm excited to be here today. So thanks for having me. Oh, awesome. Now you say, where did you all go to school? I went to uh, Longwood College, now Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. And that's a university. And then I went to high school at O'Connell High School in Arlington, which um, the Metro League of Basketball. I played basketball growing up. I was a big swimmer, used to coach. And ever since I got a guitar, I haven't done any of those things. And did, well, did you go to school for music? Uh, for a half a semester. I did go to Elon College first. Oh, okay. okay. I knew Elon. And then I transferred to Longwood. And I think the first day when you're sitting in class as a music minor, and all I ever did was play in bars. I never took a, a lesson in my entire mm-hmm. life, other mm-hmm. than piano as a kid, which pretty much everyone in the 70s was sort of forced to do that. But um, I was not prepared to what awaited me at college as a music minor, and it scared the hell out of me. And I just said, I can't do this. I'm going to go back to playing in bars, and here I am at 50 and still doing it for a living. Well, here's the million-dollar question. Do you read music? I mean, I can tell you uh, every good boy deserves fudge and FAC. Does fine. I, yeah. I can point these notes out for you. Okay. okay. Um, I wouldn't be able to sit down at the piano and play a full-on piece of music. Right. I can read guitar tab, but any bozo can read that. Yeah. But no, I'm not that schooled in reading music. Yeah. No, that's one of our favorite stories. I know we've told it before, I think, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. When we were in Nashville our, on tour the first year, we went to see this band and this killer oh. bass player. And the right. bass player we had at the show was terrible. Yes. And so the cast was there and they're hanging out with me and they're like, uh, why is this guy not playing bass for us in the show? And I was like, I'll show you why. And they get on break and he walks by. I said, can I ask you a question? He's amazing. I mean, oh, showman climbing amazing. on top of the bass, spinning, spinning it, it oh, you know, so good. killer player. I said, so good. I go, do you read music? And he looks at me and he laughs. He goes, yeah, I read music. One, four, five. That's what I read. And he walked away. Right. People in Nashville start yelling those numbers at me. And even in my band, there's guys that have been in my band for 20 years and they still yell those chord numbers. Tim, this is boring as hell to you, but it's just the, the way chords go. And I, I bet you Springsteen doesn't know it either. And I bet Petty doesn't know it either. I'm like, why do you guys continually throw numbers at me when you know? And these are songs that I wrote and, and they're telling me what the numbers are. I'm like, that's good for you, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great skill to have if you're a higher gun musician. Mm-hmm. You've got to know that stuff. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, or you have to be a really, really good listener and have great ears and you can just follow along. Right, yeah. right. Yep. All right. Now, so, Tim, where did you go to school? I went to school at the University of Florida for my undergrad and then ran into an awesome program while I was in the Air Force where they actually sent me on active duty to go get a graduate degree. So I got to spend three years at the University of Colorado wow. in Boulder. 
which is where one stormy night, well, actually, I think I went to class in the morning, skied in the afternoon, and it was my favorite little pub on the hill called Nick's. And this uh, band of six guys rolled out of a Kano line and rolled in and started doing a sound check. And I had never seen a percussionist do like adjustments on bongos during a sound check before in my entire life. So really? I told my, my buddy Andre, hey, save us a seat. I'm going to come back. He's like, dude, it's a Tuesday or whatever. There will be seats. Right. And when we got home and cleaned up and came back, the Pat McGee band had packed this place out and we were lucky to get a seat. Wow. And that's the night that I met Pat and the rest of the guys 27 years ago. Wow. What a beautiful right. story. Yeah. I mean, are we saying, are we, are you accrediting our relationship to Chardy, our caveman, crazy percussionist tuning bongos is why we know each other? <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure the music would have. But yeah, it made you come back. It made, it made you come back to the show. That's right. That's amazing. Noted. It sure did. Noted. Or blame Chardy. <laughs> People are watching us sound check. Now I'll do like, very interesting, odd things Just, to make them be like, well, what's this show all about? Yeah, well, let's see who's right? paying attention to the bongo player. Right. That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the most important thing. I mean, come on. That's so cool. Uh, okay. So now let's continue this and let's segue into where you all are today. So uh, I'm in the D.C. area. So the local weather reports that we get from the TK show are incredibly important to me, as well as any traffic updates, uh-huh. parking advisories, restrictions, nationals updates. Those all resonate with me in a very important way. Six years ago, I had this run in with skin cancer that I mentioned and was really surprised. I should not have been because, as I mentioned, growing up in Florida, I think we used SPF. Uh, what is cocoa butter, Pat? Minus 10 or something like that? <laughs> so I shouldn't be surprised that it came home to roost, but one day there there was a bump that wouldn't go away. And, you know, I got the, the word that, hey, you have skin cancer. Really fortunate as an Air Force guy to have access to good medical care. They sent me up to Walter Reed, mm-hmm. did the surgery, got all that taken care of. But along the way was a very educational and eye-opening experience about how important early detection is. I learned things about skin cancer being the most common form of cancer in America, which I'm not sure a lot of people are aware of, but it's also the most treatable as long as you detect it early. So that's really the key there. And it's the only form of cancer that you can really detect without a lot of heavy machinery or analysis. It's really visual observation. So I started thinking to myself, we should really make early detection a lot more accessible and simple for people to have access to. And that's where I had the first conversation with Pat I said, you know, I've been cancer-free for a year. We should have like a big party to celebrate that. What do you think? And he said, well, and I don't know the exact quote, but it was somewhere along the lines of, that sounds remarkably self-indulgent. That's <laughs> so. What I said that? Something like that. No. But in a positive way, because then I said, well, wait, hear me out. There's more. What I meant to say is, what if at this big party we invited like dermatologists to come and do free screenings and gave people access to things that they might not have as the A item on their calendar for the week? So that's kind of the, uh, he sent us down a good course correction We ended up having that big beta test in the backyard of my house. A huge crowd was here, and 50% of the people took advantage of a free skin cancer screening. And half of those people actually had things identified in those screenings that required follow-on attention. Um, So the dermatologists were amazed. The artists, you know, were amazed. The people that came as guests were amazed. And we said, I think we're on to something here. Skin cancer has affected so many people. It's affected Mr. Tony, and he's talked about his experiences going through the skin cancer treatment that 
was required for him. It's, it affects Hugh Jackman, who's been in your space. He's been through a couple of different treatments mm-hmm. for him draw, and draws attention to it, which is, is really appreciated. But it's taken the lives of Bob Marley, who is such an important musical figure for all of us. And a lot of people don't know that he passed away from skin cancer in his early 30s, uh, as well as Danny Federici from the E Street Band, also a victim of melanoma. So it's touched a lot of people in a lot of lives. And we use those to draw attention to the importance of early detection and prevention and awareness. So from there, we went on our way of branching out to try and make these free skin cancer screenings as available as we can in places where people are, rock concerts, running events, um, where outdoor workers, you know, work at their their work sites and things like that. So we started We Rock Cancer just over four years ago, and we're on our fifth annual gala event coming up this fall. That's what I'm doing. I took a sabbatical four years ago a one-year sabbatical to start this organization, and now it's turned into a four-year sabbatical. So that's, that's what I'm doing. And so now mostly you do it at rock concerts, right? That's where you got the name from? Well, that, that was the initial thought, that we gotcha. would do this at music events. Um, and since then, it's broadened out into we're really trying to focus on taking these screenings to where people are and where it will do the most good. Mm. So it, it will also be in underserved and at-risk communities. We want to go there. So anywhere that the need is, that we can make a difference and get someone's uh, early detection screening that will change or even save their life, that's where we want to be. Wow. That's amazing. That's Such so a great wonderful. Idea. I know. Okay. And so, Pat, how did you get involved with this? I mean, how did it start exactly? Well, yeah, like Tim said, he said, you want to play in my backyard to celebrate my cancer-free year? And I, gotcha. I don't remember saying that, but <laughs> I thought, it, I'm sure I'm like, sure, I'll play in your backyard. I mean, just so we're clear, this backyard party had like, the way I remember it, there was security, guys had like headset mics. It felt like you were at the Oscars. Really? Uh, it was pretty ridiculously uh-huh. awesome. Uh, it was not just a backyard hang. Uh, by any stretch. So how many people do you think were there? Oh, a couple hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A couple hundred people. And it was incredible. Um, we had a great old time. Uh, we had some other friends come and join us. And, and it was kind of free form the music. And it was just a great night. And he's gone on to host a few other events. And we have a very exciting one coming up in October uh, that we're teaming up for again. And I'm just happy to be, you know, anytime you can put music, you know, merge these things for good. Uh, I love that. I'm all about it. Yeah, but I really like how you've been branching out. I mean, that's really important. I mean, you could this, like you said, this could be relatable to anywhere. Yeah, it could be baseball games. It mm-hmm. could be Jingle Fest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Any of the the TK stuff. It's they just, should definitely have it at sporting events. I mean, come on. You know, while you're waiting in line for your beer, come on over here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And now wow. is is this funded through the state or anything like that or? Um, our organization, we do get support from some of the local organizations. Arts Fairfax has been a good supporter of ours, and we've gotten some other grants. We're not funded anywhere near the level that we would like to be, but sure. you know, we're still here. Yeah. When you create an organization that requires people coming together and touching each other, and then six months later, there's a global worldwide pandemic <laughs> that prevents that from happening for right. a couple of years. The timing wasn't um, ideal, but we're still here and we're still trying to make a difference. Good. Yeah. All right. And we're going to get into that big event because we want to talk about that more in yeah. more detail, but we're coming up to a break. So one thing we like to do real quick is we like to talk about your fandom because you're from different spots and stuff mm-hmm. like that growing up and you were in you know, the Air Force and stuff like that. So what's your favorite sport? What's your favorite teams? Things like that. For me, it's baseball is where I focus my time on the Cubs. We had a pretty good year in 2016, was it? <laughs> yes, 2016. 
got to go to a couple of those World Series games. So that's where most of my sports energy is. Fantasy football has kind of ruined me for any football team. It's hard to follow just one when you're mm-hmm. right. spread all over the place. But that and University of Florida Gators are my uh, college team. So that's where my sports are. So wow. where did where did the Cubs come from, though? My very first Little League team that I ever played for was the Cubs, not the nice. Chicago Cubs. But that was the name of my Little League team. So I had to follow them forever. And I've often wondered, you know, what if it would have been the Yankees or something that would have sent me down a different well, fandom path? Right. That's hilarious years. because mine was the Pirates. So thank goodness I didn't choose that same route. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, Pat, what's yours? All right. Along those lines, Tim. So growing up playing basketball in Northern Virginia, we were the Celtics. We were the St. Michael Celtics. Oh. And at the time, the Celtics were ruling yeah. the world you yep. know, and easy to love. And so I was pretty obsessed with the Celtics growing up. But I also love the Sixers. And my dad's from Philly. My mom's from Jersey. Um, and it's funny that, you know, I moved from no- Northern Virginia to Rhode Island, as I said, 20 some years ago. And right when I got here, I said, you know what? I can't lie. I'm, Dan Schneider is now out of the of the Washington football program. That makes me a pretty happy for the big fans, the fans down there that are really into this team. It made me say, I'm moving to Rhode Island for the rest of my life. I'm going to be a New England Patriots fan. This yes. was in 2000. And I know when I didn't, I watched the, Super, the first Brady Super Bowl that he won. I watched it by myself, and I couldn't believe that I was like, this team just won the Super Bowl and I just moved here. This is incredible. This guy is good. And me. then <laughs> I get so much crap from my friends in D.C. about, dude, you abandoned the Redskins? What's up? So um, I came in at the right time. Yep. I married a girl that she went to Providence College. I grew up a Georgetown Hoyas fan. I used to go to the Cap Center to watch all the Hoyas games back in the Patrick Ewing days. Nice. And, then, and I always remember them playing Providence as like an eight-year-old kid. I'm like, where's Providence? Is that like Canada? Like, where is that place? And now I live... Five miles from Providence. Amazing. And I'm a PC Friars season ticket holder. I'm obsessed with uh, college hoops. Nice. I, I, don't know you, I don't know if you know this or not, but the PC uh, coach just left here and we went to Georgetown, which is kind of crazy. And I want to see that program get better to where they used to be. So yeah. Yeah. I'm bummed they took our coach, but uh, I'm a Friars fan. Like I said, Patriots. Baseball, music got me more into baseball. Growing up in D.C., Orioles seemed so far away. We didn't have the Nats back then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like... Baseball is kind of distant to me, um, but the first national anthem I ever sang was at Wrigley Field for the Cubs. Nice. Wow. We got a call from the pitcher of the team and called the House of Blues that we were playing and said, "If you guys want to come over and sing the national anthem, we're big fans." I'm like, "How do I say no to this?" Right. I never, I never sang that song in my life, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I can't say no to this." So we went over there and did it, and that brought us to all kinds of ballparks around the country, from Fenway oh, to just you name it. I probably sang the anthem there. And it's an honor to do it. Yep. It's an yep. incredible experience. Yeah. It's made me go to a lot of baseball games, which has been, cool. you, know, you don't have a whole lot of time to kill when you're on the road, but you're able to take in a few innings after you sing the anthem. So, you know, those are my teams. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and we'll get all into this other stuff about yep. this event in October yeah. and TK Sounds Phantom. Good. And we're going to have some fun, dumb questions for you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and Roxy. We're lucky enough to have Tim and Pat with us. Yes. Okay. Now, guys, how did you become TK fans. We always like to talk about that. Well, for me, you know, it's been since sports reporters, I'll never forget watching that show and saying, my gosh, these are four really well-informed, smart, intelligent people sitting together who know what they're talking about, who Mm -hmm. are forming opinions, and sometimes they're different opinions, but 
they're all based in reality and based on facts and actual information and how refreshing that was. Little did I know, fast forward 20 years later, how that would really be a remarkable occurrence to have fact-based information and opinions and conversation. But that always stuck with me. And then I followed Mr. Tony through PTI and Monday Night Football. I didn't know about the podcast until about seven or eight years ago when one of my golfing buddies says, you know, there's a podcast that you ought to get a listen to. <laughs> it's this guy in D.C. who talks about the weather, which I know you love, and you know, sports <laughs> and golf and complains about days when there's a 90 degree rule at the golf course and things that would really <laughs> resonate with you. And he plays new music at the end of every show, which I know is your wheelhouse. So you ought to try it out. And I said, yeah, what is it? And of course, we know it's it's the big show. And so I've followed the podcast every day ever since. I think I've heard every episode. And uh, boy, I almost fell off my chair when we heard about the world famous Dan Byrne being teamed up with Pat down at a 30A songwriters festival. And I think I messaged Pat right away and I said, oh my gosh, do you understand the magnitude of what's about to happen? <laughs> and when those two worlds collided, that was a pretty special bit. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I echo all of what you said at the beginning, Tim. I've always been a fan of Tony's. I watch a lot of sports stuff when I can. And PTI is like one of my faves. I just love that show. And the podcast, because I'm not like an avid podcast listener, I'm down in Florida and I play the show, 30A Songwriter Festival. Um, the long story short is that Dan Byrne, who I had never met, went to the wrong venue at first because there's two venues by the same name down there. This music festival stretches like 20 miles down in the Destin, Florida area. They had gotten to the point where basically these sets that you do as an artist, you get paired up with people you may or may not know. Uh -huh. And you perform Songwriter in the Round for a couple hundred people, a couple thousand people, whoever shows up at your particular venue. And Dan was tardy to the party there, and they had already taken his microphone away. And I guess I was like, I guess this is a solo show. And he comes screeching in the parking lot in his van with his dog, and his, he just jumps out, leaps up on stage, grabs the harmonica, looks over and says, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, hey, I'm Dan. I'm Pat. Let's do this thing. I'm like, man, this is incredible. So I think we went first because he was huffing and puffing. And I'm like, we'll start because you look a little frazzled. And then he went, and I would never had interaction with another musician like that and he was immediately I, i'm very like loose i like things to be free form i like to play with other musicians if they're cool with it i'll play some guitar with them and sing some harmonies on songs i'm just hearing for the first time and he was all about that yeah we really yeah. Hit, we really hit it off i knew nothing of his tony kornheiser nest didn't know anything about that his show was fantastic uh, we were definitely a yin and yang thing we were he would do his stuff that was like beyond hysterical and i'm trying to like oh my God, I got to like figure this out. And then he would be like, I got to be more serious. And it was, the two of us were back and forth. It was a great pairing and um, just so, so inspiring to be around. So I finished that show and I, you know, I did get a ton of texts from people that were like, dude, do you realize what has just happened? I'm like, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I have no uh, idea. I will say this. I asked Dan, like after that festival was over, well, A, to come play an event that I host and he came and he was amazing. And secondly, I said, are you cool with me reaching out to the podcast? Because I don't want to, like, overstep my bounds, you know? Uh, he said, absolutely, man, reach out. Because I, I check out the podcast. I'm like, this podcast is amazing. I listen to – I'm listening to the wrong podcasts. <laughs> this is, like, so entertaining and so informative. And the music – he plays more music than music podcasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was blown away by it. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to them just to say, hey. And they said, we know you. You're from the D.C. area, man. We know the Pat McGee band. Like – 
okay, everything in the music business either doesn't happen with a lead or takes six months to a year to happen. Right. And you have to heckle the, the hell out of people to get anything. And all I wanted to say was, so cool of you to mention my name. I appreciate it. If you ever need anything, let me know. And that was all I expect from people. And they said, send us some music. And they put it on the next day. They played nice. like four songs in their entirety. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, these guys are no joke. They actually are supporting musicians. I think it's fantastic. And I was honored to be on the show just mentioned, let alone have Tony and his crew actually stick to their word and, and do it. It's like, it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. So I, I was really impressed by that. Amazing. So, and, and that's where we took it from, you uh -huh. know, so... Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely play That's some so stuff. That's so cool. All right, so speaking of events, though, let's get into this big event that you have coming up in October because we want to make sure we get into all that and not just plug it because you wanted to talk about it, right? Right. Tim, you want to start with that? Yeah, so on October 14th, it will not be in my backyard, so don't show up. <laughs> it will be at Capital One Hall, not that Capital One, the good Capital One, right. Capital One Hall in Tyson's, Virginia. And it's a beautiful, brand-new uh, performance space there that we're delighted to be back at. We were there last year for the first time. We're back again this year. And we've worked really closely with Pat to put together a lineup that is really incredible. It will, of course, feature free skin cancer screenings. We'll have a big charity auction that night. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year to keep everything going. So shameless ask all you littles out there that have connections that bucket list golf courses or restaurants with your patrons' pictures on the wall or wineries in Oregon or ice cream companies or beautiful hotels. I don't know. Broadway shows. Have I missed anything? Christmas spectaculars. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking we're about. Al we're always very grateful for the support we get from the community to feature your services or goods or um, whatever items you might have to make available to us and support us in that way. Right. All right, Pat, can you talk about the lineup at all? Yeah, so obviously my group, the Pat McGee Band, which Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia is probably our biggest market, uh, me being from that area and the band starting in Richmond, we sort of cut our teeth down in Georgetown and back in the days and eventually made our way up to headlining at Wolf Trap, which is the beautiful venue out oh, there in, gorgeous. In near Tyson's. We've played there, I think we headlined six or seven times. Nice. Sold out. I think three or four of them. And as a local band, we were really proud of that because we were not a signed act. We did it by word of mouth and just literally knocking on doors and having people be fans of our catalog of music as opposed to, oh, that song from the radio, that band. Like, we've always been a band. It's like a mini version of The Grateful Dead where you just get the word out and people come and it's a great reunion. So we only do DC like once, twice a year is usually too much, but. Mm -hmm once a year and this is our big show at the capital one hall and tyson's which is tyson's is like right by my folks house and it's the place i drove around in high school looking for keg parties <laughs> nice. it's like i can't it's i'm so thrilled to be in that area yeah i mean i think i across the street is where i saw back to the future and et in the mall it's just weird to be like man this is where i first was a kid roaming around tyson's and now we're playing this stunner of a venue it looks like a little you know maybe radio city music hall vibe wow. it's just a gorgeous venue yeah. and so it's october 14th and if we go back a few years to when we were playing at a place called the bayou in georgetown which was a legendary rock club if you got to the level of playing the bayou you had become somebody you know you figured out how to get out of the bars of northern virginia mm -hmm. and you're playing a real rock venue where they charge a ticket master and you're playing your own music and 
So those days were like, if it just stopped there, I would have been like, man, that was incredible what we achieved. But one of the nights that we were playing there, we had a two-night run. I'm walking out to my vehicle at like one in the morning, and up walks John Popper of Blues Traveler. And at the time, Blues Traveler was a massive radio. They'd gotten huge success at that point. And I, I knew fully who they were. And he is an unmistakable human being. Uh, when you see him, you're like, well, that's John Popper from Blues Traveler. So he got out of his car at one o'clock in the morning in front of the club and said, hey, how do you get to the Watergate Hotel? I'm lost. This is pre-GPS, you know? Yeah. He goes, I know where this club is because my band used to play here. So I found the club. I can't find my way back to my hotel. <laughs> so he goes, tell me how to get to this hotel, and I'll come sit in with your band tomorrow night. Oh. And he has no idea who we are. Right. He doesn't know what kind of genre of music we are. He just says, I'll be here. And I sort of said, are you for real? Uh, like, this would be amazing. Sure enough, he says, go buy these five harmonicas, show up, put a cone in front of the venue. I'll be here at 11 o'clock. And right. sure as hell, he showed up, walked in the venue, and absolutely just was a game changer moment for my band. It was an amazing night for us personally. And so somebody was able to tape the show. So there's audio out there of the show. You can just hear how excited we were. And, and the crowd sounds like Beatlemania. It's like, uh, it, you nice. know, it was, a, it was a big deal for us back then. Amazing. And after that, he, he sat me down and read me the, like, this is how you do it. This is how you make it in the music business as far as grassroots touring. Really dig your heels in and steps, you know, A through Z. So he's very generous with his wisdom. And he also said, hey, let's go on tour together. You guys come out with Blues Traveler. I do a thing called the Horde Tour. Back then it was a big festival that he had going around the country. We went out on that. We've kept up over the years, but we haven't had a reenact. We haven't played together since 1997. Oh, wow. He's, okay. he's played on my records here and there. But we haven't redone anything collectively. So I reached out to him and said, hey, man, I'd, I'd love to do a reunion of that special night. Because only about 700 people got to go to that. And there was a lot of people standing outside that didn't get in. And it's kind of the folklore of our band. Like, oh, you missed the popper show. So he said, yeah, let's do it. And I said, let's do it at Capital One Hall for We Rock Cancer. And this time it'll be, a, we're actually going to be sort of rehearsed, which is fine by me. I like it loose. He does too. And we're going to do some Blues Traveler songs, all their big hits cool. and our material. So it'll be a really special night where we get to relive that moment. And I have my top-notch band, all the guys from day one will be there. And we have a really special guest called New Potato Caboose opening up. They were a very big band in the Northern Virginia scene back in the 80s, 90s. Okay. Oh, nice. they're, they're back together playing again. And one of their uh, musicians is actually placed in my band as well. So it's going to be a great night, a great reunion. Uh, we'll have some special guests coming out. And the fact that it's, you can get into this show for what probably a ticketing fee of a Taylor Swift or a right. giant stadium show where you're like 300 bucks, not so bad. Yeah. Right. You know, like that's what it's become now. Um, yeah. But you can come into the venue for as little as 35 bucks, 55 bucks. And then there's, of course, some, some awesome VIP tickets because this is a charity event. We're trying to raise money yeah, so right. Tim can do his good deeds and literally save lives. So, yep. um, and you can if get you're screened able to, for cancer. Yes. So You get screened for cancer at the show, yep. and um, I'm going to get Popper to get in there and get screened. I'm sure he'll be like, what? Like, now, if we on, could man. just get Hot Pink Hing over there, that would be, <laughs> the, be, cool. that would be the ultimate. But we understand. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're... The show we're very excited about, as you can tell. Sorry for yeah. the long-winded answer, but it's not a normal Pat McGee band show. It's you get the full experience of us, but you get John sitting in with us all night long, yeah. and it's gonna just going to be awesome. magic. So we're excited. Excellent. Good. All right, we'll make sure we plug it again at the end of the podcast here. But we got to get to some fun dumb questions. We're almost out of time, Roxy. Yes. 
Do it. All right, Roxy, let's go. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? I mean, I selfishly just have to say a guitar. Whoever yeah. built the guitar. Right. Like, I'm just so pleased that it's an endless, you can just create more things with yeah. it. Yep. It's, it's not just one thing. Yep. yep. It's cool. anything you can make of it. Yep. All right, Tim, what do you got? Boy, I guess uh, I'd have to go with computer. Okay. That's yep. good. That's a famous one. Solid. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Hmm. I mean, I got to go Bugs Bunny. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's, he's, that's he's the ultimate. He's the ultimate and ended up um, yeah. winning every time almost. Yep. All right. What do you got, Tim? Wiley Coyote. Ah. Nice. Another one. Fun. Yep. Fun. Now, do you life. think that's he was a time. bully? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, Roxy, one more. All right. If you could host Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? I already know what Tim's going to say. I'm going to go Springsteen because nice. to not say Springsteen would get me ridiculed and disbelief from my <laughs> partner in crime here. Nice. Gotcha. But, but I have a, a second if, in case he's busy. Okay. Okay. And that would be strictly to get points from my daughter. Having seen my first Taylor Swift show this year, I would have to the, – the immense – credibility that would flow from that would be yeah a-okay oh my gosh okay all right pat what do you um got? i guess i would you know selfishly if i could host and i could also be the musical exactly. guest, that would be yep. really awesome yep but um i guess old school if i could go back in time kind of be like ladies and gentlemen van halen Ooh. yeah that's, that's like something re- something ridiculous yeah like, mm-hmm. yep excellent nice all right Rox, let's do some rapid fire all right coke or pepsi coke diet coke Nice. All right. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Crunchy. Oh. Loving this. Star Wars or Star Trek? I guess I got to go Star Wars, but I'm not a sci-fi guy. Okay. So, but okay. yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars, except for the first three. Those don't make any sense. Like uh, the new the ones? The new first like three. Like the actual not, yeah, he's ones? he's not talking about four, five, six. Okay. No, no. Just checking. Uh, come on, Roxy. Come I on. mean, just checking. All right. <laughs> All right. Last one. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never Ooh. not funny. More the better. Always funny. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles and taking the time to talk about this great event yes. and, and the program in general. Yeah. Now, let's plug everything. I know you just talked about the event in October, October 14th, Capital One Hall. Is there a website or anything like that? How can we find you on Twitter? It, things like that if you want to be followed, things like that. There is. So you can follow us on all social platforms at We Rock Cancer. You can get a lot more information on our website about the event and our mission programs. It's werockcancer.org. Of course, there's links in both those places to our tickets for the event are also available on Ticketmaster. And you'll be really happy to hear that we have instructed Ticketmaster to not assess any of the normal extra Ticketmaster fees that go along with the usual purchases that you might have experience with there. So you won't see any of that mumbo jumbo, just the ticket fee for the event. And really, really happy to let you know, and I know you'd be disappointed if this information wasn't forthcoming. There's a code. (gasps) Oh, okay. So for the next couple of weeks, the listeners of this fine podcast can use the code CHOXY. C-H-O-X-Y, to get uh, 20% off all the, the standard tur- ticket wow. prices that all you right. may put into your basket. So, that you know, so if you nice. forego that and support charity, that's fine, too. But we know that everyone likes a good code. So we've Roxy, we now have two codes. I'm, I'm not so, even going to ask you to change amazing. that. In the past, we've been like, well, our code is LLPOD. No, I love this but one. But I love This one's Choxy. great. That's, oh, my gosh. That's excellent. Amazing. Thank you so much. 
again, anyone that wants to talk to me about an awesome auction item, feel free to reach out directly. You can get me at my personal email, rock at werockcancer.org. I'd love to chat. Okay. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes yes. for you because that's Fantastic. important too. Yeah. We're out. Pat McGee Band's out there on Instagram, Pat McGee Band and uh, M-C-G-E-E, no H in there. You know, you can find us on Facebook and yeah, go check out the music. But more importantly, let's support this October 14th Absolutely. event. We're yes. so excited to be there. And thank you for having me on the show today. I'm going to go and binge all this because I'm driving to the Jersey Shore tomorrow on vacation. Ooh, Excellent. <laughs> all right. Well, the pleasure was ours. And yeah. as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Always over. <laughs> over. All right. We got two overs. Love it. They weren't fighting on that one. No, which is good, no. So. All right, gents. Well, thanks for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Davenport from Whiting, Indiana. And you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Tim and Pat, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Isn't that fun? Fun. We got a new code. How we cool is that? We have a new code. We have a new code. Now, use there is. It. Yes. Use the code. Choxy, use the code. It'll all be in the show notes. Yeah. But we do have a little cleanup on Isle Chuck. I made such a big deal about saying, hey, we've never done this before. And then we talked about Tim, Wildsmith, and Becca. Now, we did do a partial. Okay. We didn't do a full, too full, like meet the little guests. Right. Except the two for Tuesday. Yeah. Back way back when. Right. We did do the episode with Jason Smorrell, episode 197, and Jake Hafner, episode 177. Right. So that was like a promoting the Syracuse Lachiserie yeah, night. Yeah, that was mostly promoting Lachiserie, not a meeting. Right, because them. then we they each have their own episode. Yes. Right? Obviously, we, we just announced like them. We met Tim and Pat. Right. Yeah, that was the difference here. But, yeah. you know, I didn't want to like... Clarification. Yeah, clarification. Clarification. So. It's Any okay, Chuck. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> one more thing we have to do. Roxy, thank yous. Yes. We have a few thank yous. Mm -hmm. First, Tom Robinson, episode 256. We just met him yeah. recently. Okay. Doing the World Series, Little League World Series. Yes. He sent us an envelope of that. He did. And uh, this is really cool. Uh, he sent us a, a program from the Little League World yeah. Series, and he sent us a banner. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Really, really cool. Got that in the mail. Then, these both came in the same day. They did. They were wrapped together. Well, I think the post office did that. I know. Yeah. But it was interesting. Larry Marshall. Yeah. Episode 229. Mm -hmm. Remember him? Yes, I do. He sent us, it's the littles. We'll, we'll post pictures of this stuff. Yeah, because it's really cool. He sent us, it's a piece of wood, yeah. but it's the laser yeah. inside. You know, he burns it into, I guess he burns it into the wood, whatever. Yeah. And he actually sent a, a letter to accompany this. It says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, greetings again from beautiful Zanesville, Ohio, smack in the middle of the Littles Heartland, as we're learning from the <laughs> podcast. One of my new hobbies with the laser is burning old patents onto wood that are suitable for framing. If a patent exists, I can probably make it into a nice print. I came across this patent, and I knew I must send one to you. I trust this evidence from the original creator will put to rest this ongoing debate, or at least help those of us who are correct and feel superior to those who are clearly <laughs> in error. It's the patent of the toilet paper roll. Yes. Okay? And yes. we all know how that works, and we've seen and those posted. it goes over. I'm holding it up for News Channel 12 right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is very cool. We're going to have to, we definitely have to frame this and put oh, it in our bathroom. Course. I'm guessing. That's oh, in the bathroom for sure. Well, I would think that's where it would that's go, right? the correct yeah, place right. for it to go, yes. We, all, we already have a few things in there, though. 
I know. What's the one? Enjoy your poop. Or Enjoy your poop. Um, what's the other one? Ooh. Please remain seated. Please remain seated for the, for the entire, entire performance. performance. Yeah. Enjoy so your poop. <laughs> this will go very well with those. We'll get a nice frame for it. We're yep. going to put it in there. We'll post yep. pictures uh, at some point. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, it was that, so it's cool. It's really cool. That was really, really, sweet. really sweet. It was a nice surprise. We had no idea that stuff was coming. I know. And well, uh, it's funny because I saw it and I brought the packages up here, but you weren't home, and then I had to leave. And, and then, then you I came, came home, home but I didn't want to open it without you. We were both waiting for each other. Yeah, we, be, yeah, yeah. You know, so. We were waiting to be together. Yeah, which we usually day. do with Chuck and Roxy stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, then let's get these done to save the dates. Yes. Uh, Adam Ferrara, episode 195. Yeah. Littles, if you have not heard his episode, Go, why? 195. Why? Go to episode 195. Adam Ferrara, I think it was our Christmas episode this year. So. That was our Christmas gift to the Littles. I believe was so. We got Adam Ferrara on the freaking podcast. Yes. If you're local down in the DMV, you can now go see him live September 1st in Bethesda, Maryland at Bethesda Blues and Jazz Supper Club. Make sure you go there and get your tickets. I know some of the Littles that are going. I know Bobby Gottfried, episode yep. 12, I believe, is going, and I, I'm not sure who's going with him. I think mm -hmm. there's a couple others. I wish we could get down there. That's this Saturday, We just right? have to move down there so we can go to all of these events. I know, right? <laughs> when is that? Is that this Saturday? Yeah, that's this Saturday. Yeah, so make sure you head down there for that. Then, of course, September 5th, next Tuesday, week La from today. Cheeserie. It's one week away. La Cheeserie Night. Do not miss it. LaCheeserie.com. All the information's there. Tickets, hotel information, everything. Have we made our announcement yet? Uh, have we? We sort of did. We said like 99.9%. .9 oh, yeah. So we're going? Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know. We got I, coverage. Uh, well, but you didn't get it for Monday, so we got to figure out. So well, we're just going to go up Tuesday and then. We're going to go up Monday. Okay. We are? I thought. All right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Little, we never see each other. I've been working terrible. so much. You've been working so much. It's crazy. So we'll, we'll get on the same page with this <laughs> and figure it out. Sydney, are you coming? Like, I know Ritz is going to be up there. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if Sid's going to come. All right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. All right, Roxy, we got to get to the email. All right. Let's do it. First, we heard from Smitty Scoop, episode 62. Haven't heard from him in a while. Our commissioner for the Loyal Littles podcast, Fantasy Football Guillotine League. Right. Okay, right. that's coming back. We'll be making announcements about that. I don't know if my that. brain has the capacity for it. Well, I think you're going to have your own team this year. He's pretty much demanding it. <sighs> he wants you to have your own team, and I think Sydney might get her own team. Did you not know this? Oh, well, if Sid has her own team, we, then I guess I have to have my own team, We've been in touch. Too. Yeah, he's been in touch with Sid. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. He writes in, he says, the NFL free kick rule applies to any fair catch, kickoff or punt. There was a situation about 20 years ago when a team should have done it and messed it up because the coaches didn't know the rules. I think this was Jimmy Johnson. I could be wrong, but I hope it was Jimmy Johnson in my mind. It will always be Jimmy Mo Johnson. That's screwed up. <laughs> Here's the situation. There was about eight seconds left. It was fourth down, and the team with the ball had a two-point lead at its own two-yard line. They couldn't run out the clock and take a safety because they only had a two-point lead. So they had to punt out of their own end zone. The receiving team rushed 10 players trying to block the punt. The receiving team should have called a fair catch and attempted an uncontested free kick from the 45-yard line to win the game, especially because there was no one back blocking for the punt returner. Instead, the receiving team caught the ball, ran a few yards, got tackled, and lost the game by two points. T-I-N-B-T-A-H-S. Patrick Smith, episode 62. T-I-N. B-T-A-H-S. You'll never get it. There is nothing. T-I-N. T-I-N. There is nothing better. <laughs> Wait, T-I-N yes, what? Yes, keep going. B, what comes after the B? T-A-H-S. Better than a hockey segment. Correct. Very good, Roxy. 
I, I, I'll send you a prize. Okay, great. All right, then we heard from Don Hammock, episode 68. He said, just wanted to clarify the fair catch kick rule in the NFL. It's not just for kickoffs. We had a lot on this. Yeah. It's also on punts, which normally when you'd see it happen. It happens from time to time, most often at the end of the first half. Here's a YouTube compilation that starts with one that wins a game. I, I watched this. It was very interesting. And then he goes into this really interesting one about the CFL. It's way What's too in-depth. What's the CFL? Canadian Football League. Oh. And they have a thing where... The goalposts are at the actual goal line, mm -hmm. and the end zone is 20 yards deep. It's, it's just crazy. He sent another link, which was really interesting. Football has some of the weirdest rules. Yeah, absolutely. I would say football and golf are the top two weirdest ruled sports. I guess. I mean, baseball has a bunch of weird ones, too, I would say. I don't know. Baseball makes sense to me, though. <laughs> Okay. All right. What's next, Roxy? All right. We heard from Brian Kissel, episode 173. Hi, Choxy. While listening to episode 256, I started to have the funny feeling that a long time ago, I might have crossed paths with Meet the Littles guest Tom Robinson. When he mentioned spending time in Baltimore, I checked his Facebook profile, which affirmed his employment as a former statistician, sports writer, intern coordinator at the Baltimore News American, as well as the All Sports Daily Sports First, which he also mentioned in his interview. So here it is. I was one of the interns he coordinated at those papers. Wow. Almost 40 years ago during my January 1984 mini term as a sophomore at Loyola College, now Loyola University, Maryland, two of my roommates and I were chosen to be interns at the News American Sports First in Baltimore. I remember Tom giving us a little quiz to get an idea of our level of sports knowledge. Our basic duties included answering phones when high schools called in game scores and entering interesting facts and trivia from various MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL team media guides into the very basic computer system they had. Those facts and trivia would run on the top of each page of the sports first paper. I was also tasked to get in touch with as many NFL head coaches as possible to get a prediction for the Super Bowl between Washington and the LA Raiders. I got to talk to Dan Reeves from the Broncos, Sam Weish of the Bengals, and Frank Cush of the then Baltimore Colts, who would be sneaking off to Indy two months later, and put together an article on the results for the News American in which I had a byline. It was interesting to be in a newspaper's sports department for a month, and while it didn't get me seriously thinking of a sports reporting career, it was still an enjoyable experience. So la cheeserie to Tom. I wish I had gotten a chance to talk to him during Jingle Fest, maybe next year. You never know how or when the Littles connective tissue is going to surface. Brian Kissel, episode 173. That's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, that's one wow. of those. Yeah. All right, then we heard from Ritz. Ritz is back. It says, hey, Chuck and Roxy, I'm back from my big trip and ready to sit down soon at Simon's Mike and Sid's Piano. <laughs> Chuck, I did my best to stay up with the LLP while off the grid traveling in the 49th state. I hope you are feeling okay and have finally sorted out all your medical test results. I thought you'd appreciate this clip from the great Robert Klein. I have to agree with you. Despite the prep, it is the best nap ever. <laughs> your Cliff's Notes talk sent me back to my high school days. We used Monarch Notes, too. You could also gauge the difficulty of a book by how few copies of its respective cliff notes were in the local store. I remember those moments of panic when I would ride my bike to the store to find they were sold out of the book I needed. I remember cliff's notes were black and yellow. Yep. Monarch notes were red. Either way, I could not have gotten through school without them. I feel like spark notes were blue. Maybe. I have no idea. 
Going back to your discussion about Crocs, those little things that people insert in their shoes mm-hmm. are called gibbets. Oh, that's right. Is that what? Really? Gibbets. Oh, that's right. Never heard mm-hmm. of that. Yep. You've yep. never seen The Big Chill? I mean, what are we doing out here, man? It's a great movie, and though I would not call it a comedy, it definitely had some funny moments. A great collection of stars and definitely worth a watch. I'm sorry I missed hanging out with Eric Lonergan in New York City, but I definitely need to know what you guys were talking about or drinking that led to this drawing of me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, wait a minute. No, that happened before he got here. He did that on on the the train. train. Yes, he did that on the train while he was coming down. Yes. Then we met up. Yes. See what happens when you leave town, Ritz? I know. You miss everything. You got to stick around more often. (laughs) Speaking of New York City, I know Lee Gordon has already called you out on your pronunciation of... Greenwich Village. Ouch. I was ready to revoke your New York City residency on that one, but we'll let you get off with a warning. Love you guys. Ritz, mildly popular. Third wheel, slightly better than a monkey. Mm-hmm. You can take it. <laughs> we want out. <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, next we heard from Tim Cree, Fort Collins, Colorado, episode 107. I emailed this into the big show a week ago, but it wasn't read. I thought it was funny and thought maybe you'd laugh too. You don't need to do it on your show. It's just to try to crack you up. Well, we're going to do it we're on the show. We're going to do it on the show. I mean, come on. Tony, someone I know on social media posted this following life-affirming Bible quote today. Encourage one another and build each other up. Then I saw the source. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. <laughs> All I can think of is 5 and 11. Not a very good Bible verse, but there are some worse than this. I guess that's one positive way to look at it. There are some verses worse than this. Tim Cree, Fort Collins, Colorado, episode 107. All right. Then we have this. Chuck and Roxy, listening to your hospital procedures reminded me of one of mine. I was getting a vasectomy done (laughs) after the birth of my third child, and I asked the doctor how long I would be out for, and he says, oh, you have to be awake in case something goes wrong. What? He was like, he said, excuse me? In case something goes wrong? Oh, you'll know if something goes wrong. (laughs) Halfway through the operation, the doctor says, okay, we will now do the other side. And I said, the other side? (laughs) The doctor says, well, you have two of those. So I replied, I know, but I assumed they connected at some point. Very uncomfortable day for me, but it wasn't that bad. A man named Kristen, episode 176. P.S. I just wanted to say hi and ask how everyone's summer has been and la cheeserie to all the loyal littles. Met my first little in the wild. Met Patrick Smitty Scoops this summer. Nice. Yeah, we saw pictures yeah. of that. That was great. Oh, my gosh. All right. Last but not least, dear Choxy, I have to say I have never in my life felt so sleek and sexy <laughs> as I did when Sydney read my email. Well, how are you feeling now, big boy? Wow. I felt like the guys were just throwing themselves at my feet. No, I'm not having an identity crisis. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Is it warm in here? It sure is. Is there like a contract or something when you go on a show like The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I mean, what if you really like a girl or a guy, but you kind of like another better than the person you get paired with Mm -hmm. at the end, but it doesn't work out, Mm -hmm. so can you just go after the other one? Now, you talked about that. I I could tell you more. Okay, or can the show end in a tie and the contestant walks off with two people. Mm-hmm. Life is complicated like mm-hmm. that. Now, real quick, you had talked about that. Yeah, so they've definitely not chosen before. They've definitely not proposed before. Some recent bachelors actually chose someone and then broke up with them before the after the final rose. And 
tried to get together with the second the runner up. But you said there's other people, right? That have uh, well, but then there's from different seasons. Yeah, yeah there are other yeah. people from different seasons. They meet at various functions yeah. that Bachelor like Nation yeah, has sure. for them, and they also meet on Paradise. Oh, and sure, other yeah, other shows yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So so it's possible. Yeah. All right. Then he says, with the passing of Bob Barker, I'm reminded of The Price Is Right as a youth. Not only did the show mark the end of TV for the day for me, soap operas followed that show mm -hmm. on like every network, yep. but I was always amazed at how people could just know the cost of a bottle of floor polish. <laughs> now, as an adult, I go shopping every week and I still have no idea what stuff costs. Mm -hmm. I have been buying a jumbo container of Tic Tacs for like three years and I just looked at the receipt. I was stunned to find it cost $4. Yep. I swear it was like $1.50 at most. Nope. How the heck did people add up the cost of a bedroom set plus a camper and a set of jet skis and come within $89 of the total cost? Yep. Amazing. Yep. Finally, I won a duel with a block of cheese. <laughs> it was extra sharp. <laughs> Episode 178, A-B-T-A-H-S. Shh. That's what it says. We will not do better the next time unless Sid reads my email again. Ah. Wow. Now, what about me? I think I did a pretty good I job there. You have a very nice voice, Chuck. I tried. You know, I did my best. I think you have a very I know nice it's voice. not Sid. I get it. All right, that's all the time we have, Roxy. Let's tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. All right, go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. All the information you need is over there. And don't forget, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, please, please, please give us a nice rate and review over there. I'm going to go return a phone call. You I'm very are. Excited about, I'm very excited about we the phone are. call. But we're not playing guess the phone call. No, we're not playing that's, that. That's going to be too much. So mm -hmm. we will play name that tune sometime, though. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Today's yeah, yeah. was Gilligan's Island. Sort of. I guess. But not no, really. no. When Sid's back with the piano, we'll do it on the piano. It was a practice round. It was a practice round. I liked mine. No one liked mine. No. Thank you for the three that played along. No but one liked yours. No one got Even it. Even the three that played along. Well. You just got to be up on your show tunes a little bit. <laughs> Oy. All right. Anyway, Roxy, if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And if you need self-care. Go to modernselfcare.us. I love that you have all that memorized now because I don't. And the most important part with all that is to make sure you use our code. LLPOD. Now, if you want to attend an event on October 14th, Capital One Hall in Tyson, Virginia, don't forget you have to use our new code. Choxy. C-H-O-X-Y, Choxy, and you'll get 20% off your tickets. Yes. Please do that, Littles. It's a, it's a great cause. Yes. They're trying to raise money. It's for a great event, and you can get tested for skin cancer. So yes. it's a win-win for everyone. Absolutely. So, all right, but the, like we said, the most important thing is if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Van Halen.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Hey, man, how's it going? Oh, yeah.